Hi, everybody. It's episode 377 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Hi, everyone. Druton's on assignment somewhere. I, Memphis? Nashville? Something like that? Nashville? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's uh he's getting behind the scoop on what uh, big gaming information is coming out the next week. No, uh, yeah. Nat, I think he's I think he's in Nashville. Yeah, he's in Nashville. Um, he's he's parting it up. He says it's for work, but how much can we actually believe that? Like, come on, now. That's valid. That's like, valid. He he might just be down in Nashville. You know what? This is uh, you know how uh, the Amish people have their what is it called, Rumspringer or whatever? Yeah. Where like when they come of age, they can like go all out. Well, he does this now. Like maybe once every couple of years, it's his Rumspringer. He went to Nashville. He's gonna party. He just... He just goes parties for two days and then comes home. Yeah, but he says it's for work. Like I said, he uh, he's going to pick up drinking um, just so he doesn't have to drive people around him. That would actually be very funny. He yeah. won't, but it would no, be very won't. funny. <laughs> and I know, I hope he knows that I'm joking and I don't expect him to do this and it's all fun and games. I know he can be very serious about his straight-edgedness and I respect him for that. Sometimes jokes have to be made. Don't lie. Uh, yeah, I don't respect him. It's not, I, he doesn't listen to this either, so at least I don't no, think he does. True, no, no. if you listen, send us an email, he, social at onequest.com. Actually, he listens when he's not on. Oh, I, does he I, really? Because I remember he has made comments. Like, when we talked about Hades the one time, I, like, the first time I played it, he had texted and said, Richie is so wrong about Hades, because he wasn't on, and he, he listened to that session. Oh, so good for him. generally listens when he's not on. Good I don't know if him. he listens when he is on, though. Who knows? I mean, that would just be weird. I mean, I listen to every episode of Brose. Which is fucking weird, dude. Look, we record those three weeks ahead of time sometimes. Uh, I forget what goes on in those, and it's a generally funny show. You know what other show I listen to? Bonus Action, a tabletop podcast. Oh, I thought you went to about plug your other friend show. No, I'll talk about that one later. Uh, but I listen, what, I, it's, look, it's part of the network. You kind of got to be like, hey, guys, just remember, that came out this week. Uh, did that, and I apologize. That audio quality, not good, but it'll yeah. be better on the next session. Not the next episode, the next session. Yeah, so you're going to have to deal with that for about three weeks, uh, or two more sessions after the one, or two more episodes, uh, but we are getting a better mic for myself, and hopefully um, can work out any kinks. Uh, but yeah, I've I've gotten reviews from one person who says it's good stuff, um, and I, didn't, I don't really think anybody else I know who has listened to it yet, so we'll see how it goes, but please check it out. Yeah, I don't, I, I actually have not looked yet, I will... I will see tomorrow or Thursday when I post this mm-hmm. what the numbers look like. Yeah. Which, like, I don't expect to have gotten much on it um, just because it is brand new. But yeah. we'll see. Because you figure anyone that's subscribed to the main feed, it'll be in their main feed. Whether they download it or not, who knows? Yeah. Um, And then it's bonus action is up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as its own feed also. Yeah. So if people... People go looking in, like, the leisure section and stuff like that. It should show up in there, you know, six or seven million entries in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the best bet now is to, uh, like, I'm waiting to get a few episodes down and, and released before, like, I try posting it about it on Reddit and other sources. Uh, we also, up on the website, we actually posted on the website for more than just the podcast for the first time. Um, there is uh, a backstory or... Um, Campaign background information for all the listeners uh, that I meant to plug on socials today. I'll probably plug that tomorrow. Yeah, and that'll that'll get fleshed out as time goes on. And Rich is going to also be posting uh, recaps as yeah. sessions happen. Yeah. So 
there's a little there's a bonus action tab in the menu on the site that you can you can find all that stuff in there. I aim for those recaps to hopefully go up the Sunday before, because um, I have to remember what happened in them first before I actually write them. But, well, luckily they're only an hour, so you can always just yeah. listen to it at like one point five times or something like that. And yeah, I I actually I'm generally pretty good with with session recaps. Like I remember everything that happens in a lot of the sessions. You should see oh, that's good. You should see some of the session notes I have for my home. Because yeah, I'm going to be honest, like I don't really remember anything, even though I was sitting right there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like I was only like playing games like for a little bit. Yeah, but I mean that just goes to show like. It's not that you guys were boring, it was just like, I don't know what you're doing, so it was just hard to follow along. Yeah, and I think that's that's one thing about the show that's going to be really good, is there's going to be interruptions and things like that, but it's all of us having a good time. So we're all smiling, and yeah. so we're, we're going we're gonna to very much enjoy what's going on. Yeah, and like I said, the, the audio quality should get better, and if anybody wants to either get the show early, or maybe get entire sessions all at one one go... Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash one quest at our $5 tier. Uh, you'll get each session on the Friday before it goes live on Monday. And at the $10 tier, you will get an entire session all in one big MP3, which uh, having watched the, the first and second episodes of uh, Critical Role's third campaign, like four hours, it can take a while. It can. It can definitely take a while. Yeah. Uh, did you want to plug your other friend's podcast? Oh uh, yeah, there's one other show I've been listening to. I actually uh, was listening to the first episode before we um, came live, and it is called the Taste Fakers Podcast. Um, basically, have did you ever want to know? Uh, let's let's find the um, actual information for the fir- for the first episode. Uh, it's only available on um, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud for uh, music rights because they're going to have them. They have the music backing uh, their conversation. And it's uh, my co-host from Brose, Matt Casnell and his younger brother, Alex Casnell. They're talking about, they're going to be taking in different albums from different times and discussing what they have in common, their similarities, both musically and, and production wise. So if you ever want to know what hysteria from Def Leppard's and Andrew WK's, uh, I get wet have in common. That's your show. It's called the taste figures. It's these bros. They love music. They love talking about music. Their lives are music. It's a really good conversation. You should definitely check it out. It's just a shame, like I could not find it in Podcast Addict. It's not. I mean, it's likely not going to be. Podcast Addict pulls from other other services. It's not its own service. I mean, it just wasn't coming up in there. And it's kind of so does Google. Like Google pulls from other services. No, you like for for Google's podcast, you actually have to submit to Google. Do you? Yeah, like I had to submit bonus action to Google, and it took like three days for it to prove it. Whereas Apple and Spotify approved it in like mm-hmm. fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, it it might be the same thing. Like it maybe I don't know any other podcasts that do music and need licensing information specific to it. Uh, maybe Podcast Addict doesn't specifically from SoundCloud, iTunes, or. Spotify. I mean, I, I, who I'm knows? literally having it search um, Apple, and it's just it, it's just not finding it. There, it might just be that there are too many things. Like, because it, it's given me a lot of results, mm-hmm. so it's probably just there are too many things that fit those two words. So it's just getting buried underneath hundreds of other results. But that's what I use. Like, <laughs> I don't have a Spotify account or the app or anything. Yeah, I mean. 
I don't have. I, I do have a Spotify account, but I don't really. I I used it for a little bit when uh, Fake Doctors Real Friends came out, um, because that was only on Spotify for. A while. Oh, or it wasn't on. That. It just it wasn't on Google. Not that it was on only on Spotify. It wasn't on Google. Oh, that's right. You because you actually use Google Podcasts, don't you? Yeah. Fucking weirdo. I mean, no ads, <laughs> no extra ads. I don't have I, ads either. I I mean, because like I I pay for um uh, YouTube YouTube Red or whatever it is. YouTube yeah, but podcasts shouldn't have ads, and like Spotify does it because they they host it like a like a music service, basically. Yeah. yeah. But like the only ads that you would get from any other podcast would be like ads that are baked in. But yeah, like I like I said, I use Podcast Attic, which pulls from a bunch of places, including Apple. I don't have ads in anything other than like the baked in podcast ads. Hmm. Um, Google Google just dropped the ball on all that stuff. Like they got rid of Google Music. Google Podcast was never really great to begin with but once they got rid of like the google music app like all that shit just doesn't work well anymore dude i hate youtube music it is garbage i have a playlist for all the concerts i've gone to because i like to like after the concert get the set list make the playlist of the set list and then listen to that again from time to time um yeah i do i do that too it won't just play the playlist if you get through the entire thing it doesn't repeat the playlist it plays songs similar to the bands that were in the playlist. That's a setting you have to turn off. It's a stupid that you shouldn't have to stupid, stupid. No, no, I agree with you. But yeah, there is a setting to go in to turn off them just adding new songs to the playlist that they have turned on by default because yeah. they're a bunch of fucking morons. Yeah, it's... Yeah, no, that... At, like, I tried Spotify once before. I really don't like Spotify. I know it's like the go-to for everybody. Something about the interface for that, I just did not like it. Mm-hmm. I really liked U- Google Music, though. Google Music was great, man. And I, then they, I... they switched to YouTube, and it's sh- like, if I didn't already have everything built up in there, I'd probably give Spotify another go. Mm-hmm. But I also really like not having ads on YouTube videos, and I'm not up for paying for two different services. Yeah. First, like, because neither of them are services that I use a ton. But between the ad-free YouTube and the music, I use it just enough to make it worth the cost of admission. Yeah. Like, if I were to pay for that, and the uh, the Spotify, like, I'd just be wasting money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, now that all the plugs and everything are in, we can get into the show. So what's on the agenda? Uh, so we're going to talk about Amy Henning and Skydance. They have an unannounced uh, game that I guess is now rumored to be a Marvel Daredevil game. Um, so and it's definitely a Marvel game. It is definitely a Marvel game. It's rumored to be a Daredevil game. Uh, then, Cobb, you played To the Rescue. Uh, if you caught me last night on stream, I got to playing some Hollow Knight, uh, and reluctantly deleted my 39-hour save, uh, to start fresh. Um. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah. Uh, you also played, uh, Dark Picture Anthologies, House of Ashes. Uh, I have been playing Fallout 76. Uh, you watched a new My Hero movie, and, uh, read a thing, a comic called Killing the Children, or something is killing the um, this is these are all true. Yeah, we so check the show notes or whatever to see when we watch when we talk about those if something is not within your interest or purpose. Cool. Uh so yeah, uh they announced a couple days ago that Skydance Studio, which is where Amy Amy Hennig is now, is going to be making a Marvel game. Uh so that studio, I don't know if you remember, that studio was announced back in 2019. Uh but didn't have like a game revealed or anything like that. And then this was after um, Amy had left 
EA because she had been at Visceral working on the the Star Wars game that got canceled and and Visceral got shuttered in 2019. Yeah. Um. So she moved over, started this. I think she started the studio at least. And then it was just revealed that it's going to be a Marvel AAA story-driven project, which is cool because so far, like, Marvel Spider-Man, very good. Apparently that Guardians of the Galaxy game, actually pretty good. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm hearing. Guardians of the Galaxy is very good. Um, I, I'm bitter about it because it's Star-Lord Simulator, and I don't think it's, it, I don't think it should be called Guardians. It's, even though it, like, it, it stars the cast of the Guardians, you play as Star-Lord. You don't play so, as the Guardians. And I, I'm bitter about that. So apparently because of the way that the game actually goes, it, like, it, it, apparently it's just an amazing story, and it's it doesn't end up actually working this way because apparently the game is very easy and the combat's very easy, but it's supposed to be more of like a like a strategy where you physically control Star Lord, but you're supposed to be using Star Lord to direct the other characters like yeah. you would in like an RTS. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that apparently even on on hard, the game just isn't all that difficult from yeah. what a lot of reviews and stuff were saying. But the story makes up for kind of the lackluster combat. Yeah, anytime I've seen combat four, it just it, like Star Lord looked boring because he just sits there and shoots mostly, and it just it looked like very simple. Like it, it wasn't, it didn't seem anything super special. Um, but like I, I, I do want to get it because it's revealing well. But I'm going I can wait. I can wait until it either maybe goes on the Games Pass, which probably won't, or is free on PlayStation, or um, is just really, really, really cheap. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Like. It looks interesting enough, but I just, 60 bucks, I'm just not that interested in it. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so Skydance is going to be working on this. The rumor right now, um, or speculation at least, is that it's going to be a Daredevil game, which could actually be really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, we, uh, I don't think we've ever gotten a Daredevil starring game or a Daredevil game in general, unless maybe we got something when they were making all the movies into games, uh, when they originally made Daredevil. Yeah, you know what? There may have been a Daredevil game back in, like, 2003. Yeah. Actually, I remember there was one. Uh, Daredevil for PS2. Yeah, looks like there was a PlayStation 2 Daredevil game. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I was reading, there was one, but it got canceled. Oh, yeah, the Daredevil, the man without fear. Huh. But yeah, Daredevil so... Is, uh, it, there, there was a GBA game uh, in 2003. Um, that's really all I could find. Okay, so yeah, this this may be the first proper console Daredevil, if it is in fact Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, based on on how well like Spider Man did, uh, Daredevil does make sense. Like he can he can inhabit a similar environment, um, and and can do not like similar things, but he does you know traverse the city and fight criminals on in the city basically. Yeah. But you, you also have the you can do some cool stuff with like the echolocation and things like that that he has ba- because of his blindness. And there's also the whole courtroom side that you could potentially do, like, some cool, like, courtroom shenanigans. Yeah, get, get like, a combination of both, like, Phoenix Wright and, and like, superheroing. Like, maybe do it as a, uh, a Persona-esque game where during the day, like, every day happens and you need to, like, during the day you need to, ha- like, manage your social life and figure out cases. And then at night you go- can decide to go out and be a superhero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then to go along with this, um, they actually announced that Janina Gavankar, who um, she was, 
Aiden Verso in Battlefront 2, like the main character from the campaign for Battlefront 2, um, has been cast in an undisclosed role. Okay. So with people speculating it's Daredevil, they're speculating she might may have been cast as Elektra. Which, I mean, would make sense. If it's da- if it's Daredevil, she's most definitely Elektra. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, there, are, there aren't a lot of other characters that are worth wrapping into a Daredevil game when it's the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that could be interesting. And more, honestly, like, yeah, we probably don't need more superhero stuff, but if it is sort of a a lesser used superhero, um, that's cool. But I'm just excited for like something that's just single player, like a big single player game. Cause a lot yeah. of the stuff comes out and it does, even the single player stuff has that like multiplayer thing, like attached to it. Cause that's mm-hmm. what people, that's what the companies want to sell it as. They want to sell the multiplayer thing. Yeah. That's you get, I mean, you get more money from multiplayer. Like you can sell the game, a game as a single player. You can sell a single player game and not likely make a lot more money off of it because, like, yeah, you can sell cosmetics, but what am I showing my cosmetics off to? But if you make a multiplayer game and do all free DLC but sold paid cosmetics, people are going to want to look like a weird person while playing Fortnite. And so, oh yeah, a hundred percent. It's just more games that come out that are single player centric and succeed the more studios will stop pushing that everything needs to be games as a service and multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So like, look at the, at the two um, DC games that they have coming out. Like the one, I don't know that either of them have showed like proper gameplay, but they both have a very games as a service feel to them. And I'm pretty sure the one, the Arkham Knight game or Arkham Knights, maybe it's called the okay. one that has um, Nightwing and Robin and Batgirl and Red Hood. I'm pretty sure they confirmed that is a games as a service. Yeah. So like, that's it's going to be a bad game because no one makes those games right. I, like, I mean, Destiny's I would, the only one that did it well. I would counter that. I mean, it's not. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad game. I'm not saying it's not going to be a bad game, but like, yeah, you you didn't like uh, Avengers, but the game was a good game. Like, you didn't like, it, but a lot of people did like it, and they have made strides. And I've been, wa- I haven't gone back to it to play Wakanda, but I've been wanting to go back and play Wakanda. And I've, you know that. You saw that they they tracked back on all of their statements from before launch, right? What do you mean? Um, so it was a few months ago they changed the grind so that it is now harder to level up. Yeah. Um, and then they are now adding in um, pay to win. You can now buy levels. Really? Yeah. And it, it might not be straight levels, but you can basically buy experience boosts to counteract what they did mm-hmm. by making the grind harder. Yeah. Which is a thing that they told us before the game came out they would not be doing. But I, I you know, I don't I don't see that as pay to win. Like, yeah, you pay to get the experience boost, but like if that's pay to win, then uh having a subscription to the old republic is pay to win. Because you get twenty percent more experience gain than or you get seventy percent of the experience gain if you don't pay for the subscription fee. So that's pay to win. If if you're saying that Paying to get experience boosters to get your character to level 20 in a non-PVP game is pay to win, then the Old Republic is also pay. But it's, so I would argue the Old Republic is different because it, it kind of always had a model similar to that. They've tweaked it over time. Um, cause I think it, I don't think Old Republic launched as a free to play. I think, no, I think was, it did have a subscription when it launched. It was a su- subscription base and then it came free to play, uh, after like a few years after launch. But, Avengers went from having a reasonable grind to to 
to level up to patching the game to make it harder to level for no reason like like all of i it's been long enough now that i don't remember the reasoning they gave but none of the reasoning was anything that can people complained about about that game um it was definitely a their marketing department and people in charge decided they needed to make these changes not a the community wanted these changes um and now like two months after they make that change they are then instituting a oh we made it harder to level but if you just give us more money you can go back to you can actually level quicker than you even could before like that's the shitty part about games as a service because the avengers game had a good story the story was great the gameplay was meh but like they do that shit and it just it it just rubs people the wrong way yeah i like uh, yeah i i trust me it's i don't think it was I, i'm just saying i don't think the statement of if it's a games for service game it's just gonna automatic is a, a right statement like yeah, they have changed it to a point where you have to pay to get an increased experience gain, which sucks, but this is also a game to keep people playing. So It's just those games very rarely launch in good shape. Let's put let's let's say that. Yeah. Sure. Like th- like even Destiny, like Destiny 1 was a bad game. Destiny 2 like as Destiny 1 went on, they released content and it got better. By the time they released Destiny 2, like I enjoyed like the base Destiny 2, but it definitely did have like it was lacking in a lot of places. And then as time went on, they, they both made the game better and worse. Like, they kind of, like, bounce back and forth. Sometimes they make good changes, sometimes make bad changes. Yeah. Um, and same thing with Avengers. Like, Avengers didn't really launch great. Like, like it, it didn't get sales because people didn't particularly care for, for its launch. And then they added more content, and that content was well-received, so they were able to make more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I played a game called To the Rescue. What is To the Rescue? I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of it. So it just released. It's actually on PC, which is weird for me. I know. Um, full disclosure, though, I got a code for it. So that's, that is why I tried it out. Um, oh, it's a dog shelter game. I remember this. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a dog shelter simulation game where it's, it's actually kind of cute. Like the game opens up. You've just moved to a new town with your dog and you happen to f- find a stray dog outside. Um, it doesn't have a collar or anything like that. So you actually go to, um, the local shelter that you, you, your friend works at mm-hmm. um, to see if like anybody has like reported their dog missing or anything like that. And no one has, and the shelter's full. So you can't leave the dog there. So you end up taking them home and you build like a little kennel for them and stuff like that and take care of them for the night. And then the next day somebody has come into the shelter looking for the dog. So like that dog gets to go back to its owners. Um, yeah. And then your friend asks you if you want a job at the animal shelter and then proceeds to basic like, give you a quick rundown of the animal shelter and then abandons you. <laughs> um, it sounds like a same game. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's got all of the, it's got all the simmy things you'd expect to do while you're, while you're running an animal shelter. Um, you have to, you know, clean poop out of the, out of their, their kennels, feed them, water them, play with them, give them baths if they get stinky and then try and get them adopted. Yeah. The game does actually also include um, it includes a content warning when you first boot it up, which wasn't there pre-launch. The game just launched yesterday, hmm. um, but it has a content warning now to let you know that like the game may include like animal cruelty, illnesses, and and euthanasia um, because it's trying to portray like a realistic shelter environment. So you might have a dog that's come in from like abuse, yeah, or your dogs in the shelter can get sick; they can die. Um, if you can't adopt an, a dog, a dog out, you may have to have it euthanized. Um, it does have a a setting that you can turn that off, though. So you can actually 
disable. You can basically make it a, a no kill shelter. Yeah. And if you can't get a, a dog adopted out, you just send it away. I guess. I guess theoretically in the game, you're sending it to another shelter. You send it to a fuck. Yeah. Um. It's got like cute little um cartoony graphics. It doesn't look like Stardew Valley, but that's all. That's the that's the feel I get from it. Yeah. Um. It's a little too hectic for me though. Oh yeah. Um. So I don't play a lot of these sim games. I'm not very good at them. And I was getting very just stressed trying to keep <laughs> up with everything. Because it's like, it's just you and you have you have to both deal with inventory. So you have to make sure that like there's food and, and everything on order. If people come in, you have to go through all of the dogs and figure out which ones meet what they're looking for. Because they'll, they'll tell you something like, I want a smart dog or I want a small dog or... I want a big dog, and you have to basically like fill up these five um, kennels with dogs that fit what they're looking for. Yeah, and the more kind of little checks you make on what they're looking for, the more their gauge fills. And if their gauge fills all the way, they will adopt one of those five dogs. Okay, and it's like each dog, I think they can get up to five stars for them. Um, so there's kind of like a like a default rating of like, oh, they like this dog three stars, and then if they want a small dog and it's a small breed, you'll get like an extra star for that. Yeah. Um, and then they'll just, it seems like they'll just randomly pick one. Cause for whatever reason, um, I brought out five dogs, three of them met like what the person was looking for. Mm-hmm. Two of them were just dogs I grabbed because I just needed, I wanted to fill the, the last two kennels and the, the AI picked one of the ones that did not fit what they were looking for. Yeah. So, um, but I mean like, that's also kind of realistic because when you go to a shelter looking for a dog, you might be looking for one dog and end up finding a different one. Um, but when it comes to kind of taking care of them, there are just a lot of dogs and too much to do to keep up with. Um, I was having trouble just keeping up with cleaning the poop and bathing them because it's basically if the poop's in their kennel for more than 30 seconds, they seem to need a bath. Yeah. Um, so it's like a lot of cle- like walking around with the pooper scooper to clean it all up and then taking dogs one at a time to bathe them to the point where I really didn't have time to play with them or keep track of inventory or anything luckily it seems their food and water doesn't go down super quick but the game definitely has a lot going on Mm -hmm. um there is in the settings i found um you can turn down how fast time goes because it is a work day so you start at like 8 a.m and i think you close at like five so anything you're not done by five you're actually costing the shelter money because they have to pay you overtime yeah so you have to be careful not to go over time or the shelter could run out of money and have to close yeah, that's sort of like the other catches. You you also have to make sure like the business runs, so you're getting your donations and adoption fees and stuff in. But then at the end of every day, you're basically paying for utilities and your pay and any supplies you had to buy and all that sort of stuff. Um, so like I I went through like a handful of days, and most of the days I finished in the negative, only like a little bit, but like just enough, just because it's like oh well, I didn't get finished until six when I was supposed to be done at five. Um, and I I missed out on some some adoptions because five o'clock hit and people leave when the when the shelter closes like you can't finish that up yeah even though i was in the process of putting the fifth dog into the show kennel for the for the one person to look at yeah um i didn't i didn't really get a chance to play long after i turned the time down so i don't know if that would have made it less hectic for me it, it probably will like it depends on the um the player like i personally when i play sim games when i play Timberborn or City Skylines, I'm constantly at three times speed. Like, I'm constantly just having it go because I'm not going to sit there and just watch it. Like, I, I'll have all this, these plans, just go, let's get it done so I can 
can move forward. Um, so for me, I'm, I might be one of those, let's play this game at top speed kind of people. Whereas you, until you get used to it, you're like, all right, let's play this at regular speed at like, say, uh, make the, the, an hour or make a day last a half hour instead of a day last 10 minutes or something. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think the, I think the, the default is maybe like a 15 minute day. And there's just, there are too many things to try and do in 15 minutes and actually be successful at it yeah. and have fun with it at the same time. Yeah. Um, because your character does not move fast and the game doesn't control well. Um, I feel like, so it, it's actually coming, it's supposed to come to Switch um, early 2022. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's actually going to control better on Switch or with a controller if you like map a controller on the PC. Um, so like the default controls for it, um, you know, like your normal WASD to move around. Um, and then you click on, on stuff to interact with it, but there's no cursor. So it's very unintuitive. You just have to walk up to something and click and hope that like it's, it's selecting the right thing. And what you end up doing is things will highlight when you get near them. And if there's more than one thing, you have to use your scroll wheel to kind of switch between what things you want to do. And it's not, it's just not very intuitive to do that. And sometimes like my scroll wheels like sensitive. So it's hard for me to switch between just two items if there's like three or four on like a shelf yeah like i'll go to like to scroll my wheel just a little bit and it'll jump like two items and it doesn't always go in order so like you might go like the first thing the third thing then the second thing instead of one two three yeah um but i think it's it's a very cute concept or or i mean it might not be cute if you have if your dogs start getting sick and stuff but it's it's a it's a fun concept i think people that are into sim games would actually like it a lot more it's got some really simple little um little mini games like there's a a rhythm click game thing i guess you'd call it for washing the dogs mm-hmm. so like you basically have to click your mouse as it hits like the two ends of the bar and if you do it correctly like it speeds up the wash yeah um there's like a a pet there's literally a, a little mini game to pet the dog where you're trying to find like like the 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 tickle spot mm-hmm. um there's like a tug of war game nothing super complicated nothing's real hard to do um it breaks up the the kind of daily grind of the the sim stuff though of the cleaning and feeding and watering and everything yeah and yeah i think like i think erica will like this game because she likes those sim games like she loves stardew valley and graveyard keeper and harvest moon and all that stuff yeah for me i just i i got overwhelmed with how much stuff there was to do and to keep track of it and i didn't want to fail which made it even worse <laughs> man i'm just i'm just mad you didn't give me the code cuz i knew you probably weren't going to enjoy this i'd probably enjoy it more than you do yeah you probably would have but i was interested it seemed interesting yeah it it does seem interesting i'm checking on steam it's getting mixed reviews it's about i think it's like 80 80 positive 30 uh negative right right now so they're considering that mixed because it just came out today and so all the reviews are today yeah um it's definitely, it's not like, like, don't buy it expecting, like, a Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, it is not as polished as a game like that. Yeah. But, and at launch, Stardew Valley wasn't as polished as a game as Stardew. So, no, Stardew was actually pretty fucking polished at launch, because that dude spent years working on it. Yeah. Um, that, that is, like, that is the, the exception to the rule, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that made Stardew, like, made it by himself and spent, like, six years working on it. Yeah. Um, just alone, just whittling away at it until it was exactly what he wanted it to be yeah which is why i'm also excited for the haunted chapel yeah yeah like that that game also looks like it could be neat 
but I would say if you like sim games and you like animals, uh, to the rescues, it, it's a cute game. Um, I think people that that enjoy sim games will have a good time with it. Uh, just don't go in, don't go in expecting it to be like a Stardew or any of those super well known sim games that I'm just drawing a blank on right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's got its rough patches. It's definitely. I I hope that the studio keeps uh keeps working at it and like patching it and and smoothing out those rough patches. Um, and they are donating a percentage of the sales to Petfinders Foundation. Yeah, twenty percent of their sales, which it's also twenty percent off on Steam right now. So what? I I don't have Steam open. What is the name of the studio? Uh, one. I I I left the uh. uh the I'll just window. open. I'll just open Steam. It's, it's coming now. Uh, the studio is Little Rock Games, uh, publisher. There we go, Little Rock Games. I could, I was, re- I was remembering Freedom Games, but I knew that was the publisher. Uh, Little Rock Games, though, made this one. They made something else recently too. Maybe not recently, but I think they worked on another game. Sands of Aura, Coromon. The rest. No, you're of- you're oh, looking for- at that. They they go to the Freedom Games page, not the. Uh, Maybe they, maybe they haven't worked on something else. Maybe I was just thinking of um, of Freedom Games. The publisher of To the Rescue also is publishing the One Lonely Outpost, which I kickstarted. That's the that that is the other game I was thinking of. One Lonely yeah. Outpost. Yeah, I kickstarted that. I'm still waiting for that too. I I could have played like the alpha builds or something like that, but I was just, I was like I don't care. I'll wait for you to give me my Steam code. To get, so that's what I'm waiting. That's fair. So you uh, you played some Hollow Knight. Yeah, so I probably talked about Hollow Knight. Uh, I can't remember when I played it. Probably during the pandemic, twenty twenty, um, or prior to then. I can't fully remember when I actually did play it, but I played it. I played a lot of it. I never actually beat it because it is a big, long game. I had roughly thirty something hours in it, maybe close to forty. I can't remember. Um, and I just kind of stopped and played other shit. And never went back to it. So for stream, I uh, I had been playing all the Metroid games on Mondays for Metroid Monday, and I was just like, well, why not just do Metroidvania Monday and do Metroidvania games on Mondays? Um, and so I was like, I never be Hollow Knight. Let's do it. So I went in and I deleted my save, which hurt a lot, and I played from scratch. And I uh, made it through two bosses. Um, got the dash, which took. All night to get the dash. I played about three hours. And that game is just, it's so fun. It's so, like, it's a gem. It's its clean, It's it, but it's gritty. And, like, the art is, is really well done. And it's just, it is, I, I feel like I didn't hear a lot about it when it first released. And, like, even with the sequel that recently came out, like, I didn't really hear much about it. But it's a just, hard one, though, right? It is. It's so it like pretty much combine a Metroidvania with a Soulsborne, um, and turn it two D, and you've got Hollow Knight. So the the bosses are like Metroid Dread difficulty level, where you're trying to figure out their patterns and 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 defeat them. Um, if you get killed, you uh your shade um gets left where you were killed, and you have to go back and and defeat your shade to get all your money back that you lost from dying. Um, but yeah, it, it can be difficult, and it can actually, there are instances where it seems very, like, bullet hell-like when you're trying to uh, do some of the extra content. But it's just, it can be so fun and so, like, interesting. Like, this world they built where it's, like, you're underneath the ground and, like, things are all bugs and 
So you're like, you're really small. You're not actually that big. Um, oh, I didn't realize. Like, I've only ever seen like little clips and stuff of it. I didn't realize you were like a, a tiny little thing. I, well, like, your character is smaller than everything else in the game. Um, and even like the character you play as in the sequel is, you're, is one of the villain or one of the enemies from this first one. And like, she's, she's about, uh, like twice as tall as you. Um, and it's like, I, yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I'm probably not doing it much justice talking about it the way I am, but it's just, I enjoy that game a lot. And like, it's just got some very interesting worlds. I really don't know what the story is. though. That's the one thing that kind of falls is like, there's, it's because it's very like Soulsborne-esque. The story is just like, just, you just kind of pick it up. It doesn't tell you what's going on. It doesn't tell you exactly why you're there. It doesn't tell you who you're trying to fight or who you're trying to kill or release or it's just, which is also just, very Metroidvania. Like, yeah, if you think about it, like, the Metroid games up until, like, Dread kind of holds your hand when it comes to, like, the story at the beginning. But most of them are very light on story. Yeah, it's, like, there there is a story, but it's, like, in order to know what it is in the Metroid games, you have to read the, like, before the previews or, or, or whatever. Like, it's, yeah, it's very on par with a Metroidvania-style game. But it's just, it's really good, and I, I enjoy it a lot. I... I like their whole um, pins. I think they're pins or crests. They're one of the. It's either pins or crests. I can't remember. But um, as you progress, you get these uh, equipable items that uh, give your your abilities and your attacks different powers. So right now, um, what I have equipped is uh, if I get hit, I'm invulnerable longer after that hit, and uh, when money gets dropped little bugs go and pick it all up instead of me having to go. Oh, that's cool. And so, like, it has a system where you can set it up, and right now I only have three, three thing, like, three points, uh, or, yeah, three points to put into whatever crests I'm going to use, and so, like, the recovery one costs two points, and the, the money one costs one. So, I have that maxed out. Um, and then just as you play through the game, you get some really cool powers. You get a wall jump, you get a double jump, you get a dash, um, you get, like, a super dash. Like, uh, it's just normal Metroidvania style where, like, you can't encounter, you can't go to certain areas until you have certain items, and you can't get those certain items until you have certain other items. And so, like, that's how it pushes you through the game. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's a very, very pretty game. And I think it, wasn't it like a PS Plus game a while ago? Was a PS Plus game. Uh, it was, I, I've, I've had it for Switch for longer than it was on, P, uh, available on PS Plus, but I also have it on PS Plus. It's also on Xbox Games Pass. Like, there's, and it's probably on sale or something, like, I'm sure, I don't know how often it goes on sale, uh, but it's, the, the original is fourteen ninety nine. um, Silk Song, it didn't even show a price, but maybe that's not out yet. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure, but I, I might have to check that out sometime, maybe I'll download it onto, uh, my PlayStation and just see, see how it feels. Yeah. Because um, you're not, you're not the only person that, that I have recently heard praise that. Yeah, it's it is such a, a a fun game, and yeah, Silk Song has doesn't even have a release date yet, um, but they have a lot of gameplay for it. Uh, uh, it was just it's, it's a shock that there's no release date, but I don't know when like it even was announced. Um, yeah, I actually have no idea either. But it's definitely if you like, I I think you played Ori and the Blind Forest. Yeah, and it's kind of in a similar style. This is a Metroidvania type game. You you, you might you might like. Hollow Knight, especially if you liked uh, Metroid Dread, you, you, you'll you'll probably like Hollow Knight. It's 
some of the enemies, again, they're a little tough, but the combat is, it's what you make, it's, it's hitting, it's just slashing with your blade, but sometimes you get multiple slashes if you have the crest, and it's just learning and, and defeating. How are the checkpoints? Like, is, is the game generous? Like, when you die, like, how, how much run back to your corpse is there? Uh, that's up to you. Uh, so what it is, is there are, um, it's similar to, uh, Soulsborne where, like, you know how they have the, the, uh, the campfires or, or whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, in, in, at least in the, um, Demon's, in the Dark Souls games or Demon Souls games, whichever ones, they have the campfires. And so this is where you'll start or in, uh, the Dark Souls in the remake for the PlayStation 5. And I guess in the original, like anytime you defeated a boss, that would be your restart zone um in hollow knight there are benches throughout the, all the regions and if you rest at a bench if you die that's where you're coming back to. so if you fast travel to the other side of the map and forget to rest at the bench at that um area if you die you go back to where you last rested at Ooh. So, but fast travel is free as long as you um it's really cool because it's an underground system you go and you pay the toll so like I think my first one was 50. My second one was like 70. Um, and a bell pops up and you ring the bell and this bug comes running over and he's like, I've, I, I'm, I'm an old guy that I've been running these, uh, tunnels. And he's basically like a bug train. And he's like, I've been okay. running these tunnels my whole life and I haven't heard that bell in so long, but I'll always come to that bell. So there's usually a bench at those fast travel points. So you sit there, you rest at that bench, then you hit the bell. Or you rest at the bench at the at the next point that you go to. Um, so it's really up to you. You could play the whole game not resting at any bench, and so if you die, you have to find your way all the way back through. It's but there's okay. there uh, depends on how much you explore. There there's it's kind of it's it's hard to say how uh, it's not Metroid Dread style like fighting the enemies where if you die you restart right at the beginning of it, of the area or whatever. It's there there is a set stop or there is a set uh, respawn. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I'm going to I'm going to be playing that every Monday until I beat it. Um and yeah, I I hope I can get through it. I mean, let's see. For the last time I played it for what 40 30 to 40 hours, like 10 sessions, like 10 weeks, maybe more, depends on if I play longer. Uh maybe I'll play more often sometimes. Uh that's the thing that like kind of blows my mind though is like this game is so big and so long. Um but, like I played for 40 hours and didn't beat it whereas Metro Dread, I played for 15 to 20 hours, and I've beaten it already. That's not bad. No, not at all. But Yeah, I mean, out. like, 15 to 20 hours seems like a, like a good spot. Like, Hollow Knight being longer is one yeah. of those, like, oh, like, like does it overstay its welcome? I don't think it does. I don't think it'll overstay its welcome. Um, and I also, I explore a lot, uh, and I would go back to areas a lot, trying to find everything. You don't have to find everything. Um... I don't think I don't know what the how long to beat says for Hollow Knight. Um let's find out. But yeah, it's I don't think it overstays its welcome. Uh main story for Hollow Knight is actually twenty six and a half. And then uh excuse me. Completionist is fifty eight and a half. Yeah, and the main and extra is forty hours, so there was uh it makes sense that I was at forty hours because I was getting a lot of the extra stuff. Um I wasn't I, I think I was gonna try completing it like as a completionist, but there were points that are just like this is too much for me this is too much skill that i need and too much platforming that i can't really manage because there are like some bonus areas that you can go through 
that um, you have to actually time your slash downward to bounce off of things. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt and die and have to respawn at the beginning of the area. Um, so if you attack down, you bounce up. So there's like some puzzly thing like that. It, it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Hollow Knight if you get the chance. Like I said, I think it was like 15 bucks on Steam right now. It's not that. Uh, if you had a, had a PlayStation Plus when it was free, it was free. And you should still have access to that. And if you have Games Pass, watch. Games Pass is a dollar right now, and you get it for three months on PC. Games Pass PC is a dollar. You get it for three months right now. They, they do that a lot. Yeah, but like if you think about it right now with the release schedule of the PC games, you got Forza next week. You got um, Halo in December. Uh, right there, you're already saving $139 uh, just by getting those two games brand new, plus all the old games that they have on there. Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reevaluate in January whether or not it's worth me getting keeping for an extra month or more. But I mean, it, at least the P- PC only is only nine ninety nine, which is yeah, kind of like it's, it's only ten bucks. Like as long as there's one game a month that you want to play, it it pays for itself. Not even as long as there's two games a year that you want to play, it pays for itself. I mean, that's that's fair, but like you don't want to just. You want to at least use it once a month to make the the monthly cost kind of like worth it. Like because oh, yeah, at absolutely. that point, if you're if you're not using it in the month of February, well, cancel it February first if there's nothing in February you want to play. And if something does end up like coming that that you're interested in, just resub then oh, instead yeah. of oh yeah in, instead of your Final Fantasy fourteen track record of staying subscribed for six years and never oh, yeah. playing it. Absolutely, like. <laughs> and they, even right now, because uh, Back for Blood is on there as well, so it just it makes sense to true. Like, there's three games right now that I want to play that are available on there. I can I'm I'm I can actually give Back for Blood a try because to me it wasn't worth seventy bucks to play that game because it's multiplayer only, and I don't know enough people to play it. Um, but for a dollar, I can play it. Forza, I'm I was gonna get that whether or not I had Games Pass, but I knew I was saving Games Pass for Forza, and then. When uh, Starfield comes out, you can resubscribe and play that. It's yeah, it's it's such a good deal. Yeah, I, I legitimately like Game Pass. Yeah, uh, but you played uh, Dark Picture Anthologies: House of Ashes. I did. Um, I haven't played a lot of it yet, but I I played I don't about hour and a half, give or take. Um, which Erica and I have basically gotten into the habit of these games come out in October most yeah. years. So we usually I usually buy them and, and we play through them. Um. Because these are the games where you can play them co-op in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. So you have, um, if you're if it's local co-op, you can play usually up to five people at a time, and you it's just past the controller. So it um, for just two of us, we basically just go through and just assign the five characters one to each of us, um, and yeah. one of us ends up with three. Yeah. Um, they also have like an online option where uh, you basically both play through the game at the same time. Uh, with your set of characters so that you're sometimes you're experiencing the same thing because your characters are together and other times you're experiencing like different things if you're split apart mm-hmm. and if you're on like a like a discord call or something like that you can kind of like chat about what like what's going on on your side of it essentially yeah um this one looks like it might be the first one with legitimate like monsters and stuff um it seems to be vampire related we're in um, Iraq in 2003, so at like the height of the Iraqi War, mm-hmm. and your characters are pr- primarily U.S. Army, or not Army, but U.S. military. So um, one of the main characters is actually played by Ashley Tisdale from okay. like um, the the 
Disney Channel stuff. Yeah. Um, she's like a CIA operative person, intelligence officer, um, stationed with them. Her a strange hus- husband is some sort of marine, um, like officer too. And then there's like two or three other marines that are, that you have control of. And then there is also um, an Iraqi soldier that you have um, control of. Okay. And the game starts out where like you're at the bases. Um, when you're as the the Iraqi soldier, you're you're actually at his home. And then uh, shit kind of hits the fan. An attack happens on this kind of like remote outpost thing, and the ground splits open, and everyone falls into this cave that seems like it's been kind of like lost since the '40s when an archaeology archaeology dig happened there. Yeah. Um. And like maybe there are vampires down there. Okay. But like not like. Dracula vampires, like the things that more like vampires that look like bats and have like long claws and more animalistic. Okay, that that sounds like uh, what is that Ethan Hawke movie, uh, Doctor Green? I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of the movie though. Yeah, um, but it, like they're, they're they're vampires. At least the the vampires that drink vampire blood would go like more feral. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I just don't remember what it's called. But yeah, so these things, hard to tell how, like, so these games, uh, the the Dark Pictures anthologies, the first two of them had this tendency of tricking you into whether things were actually supernatural, or if it was all just, like, hallucinations and, and um, mental illness and stuff like that. Yeah. This one just seems a little bit more like, oh, like, maybe shit is fucking just weird in this one. Yeah. Um, And the all these games have, like, an intro that takes place in a different time period. Uh, the first one, Man of Medan, was uh, you were a sailor in during World War II getting ready to get onto to a, to a boat. Um, in Little Hope, you were, um, like, a teenager at his family home in, like, the 70s. And in this one, you're, like, this Iraqi general from, like, I want to say it was, like, 1300 BCE. Okay. So, like, three-ish thousand years ago? Yeah. Um, so that was actually a really interesting way to open it because it was so far from modern. Cause at least in the first game where it was world war two, it's still at least within the last hundred years. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, this game opens up thousands of years ago. Um, so far, so far what we've played, it, it's been cool though. Like, especially once we got into the tunnels and you're kind of, you're on edge because you don't know if these things are real. And these games are very much, um, like the narrative, um, walking sim esque things where, the gameplay is a lot of walking around, interacting with things, looking for ways to do things. Yeah. And then quick time events. Like when shit gets real, it's a quick time event. And it's real easy to get lulled into a false sense of security and then have a quick time event happen and not be ready for it. Yeah. Um, which always gets Erica because she doesn't really play games on the PlayStation. So she doesn't know the controller. So when it's like, oh, hit square, she's like, I don't know which one square is. Um, like I, when we were playing, uh, she hit a point where it was a lot of quick time events, and she like, I'm just like, do you want me to do this, and you, you'll just take my turn? She's like, yes, yes, here, just <laughs> stop, stop all of our players from dying. <laughs> yeah, um, because that that is the one thing that these games do. It's like if you fuck up in certain circumstances, your character's dead. Like you can finish that game with everybody alive or nobody alive. Yeah, uh, and and quick time events can really absolutely cause that to happen. We've seen that a lot in a lot of games. Um. And tell Erica that I've been playing games all my life, and I still need to look at the controller, especially when I'm going between Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the the first quick time event that came up, I got thrown off because it's been a while since I played anything on PlayStation. Um, and like the first, and the one thing I will I will say, they 
the button prompts are just they're they're gray and unassuming and there have been a few times where it it was trying to tell me to like mash square or circle and the icon also looks like it could be telling me to click in the analog stick yeah which that's just like that was somebody just not thinking that stuff through and i know a lot of times when they're making games like the devs and the testers are sitting like right fucking in front of it at, on like a computer monitor and that just doesn't always translate well to sitting five, six feet away from it on a television. Yeah. But it's still, like, it plays fine. Um, it, it honestly has, it's been playing better than the last two. Um, I don't know that this one is necessarily better than Until Dawn, which is kind of, I feel like, is the peak for Supergiant. Um, no, this isn't Supergiant. This is Supermassive. Yeah. Is this is Supermassive does this one? I have no idea. I was taking your word for it. Because yeah, Supermassive Supermassive Games does does these. They also did Until Dawn. Supergiant is like Hades. Yeah. They they are the guys that made Hades. Uh but overall like it's it's fun so far. I'm interested to see where the story goes. I'm hoping that from what I've seen other people saying online, this might be their the best of the Dark Pictures anthology. Mm-hmm. So, I have I have hopes for it. I don't want to say high hopes because they could still be dashed. But it's been it's been fun so far, and I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. And hopefully by next week we'll have finished it up. Yeah, I'm sure you will. It's it, it's it's fun to, to it's it's good to to find games that that are are fun to play with other people. Um, yeah, I like couch co op. Like I hate yeah. playing stuff online, but like couch co op stuff like this, especially like non competitive couch co op, um, which I guess co op it is immediately not necessary necessarily competitive but no I, non it's it's good to say non-competitive couch code because there are games that are cooperative but it's also there's a competition behind it with points and scoring in it so yeah exactly like this is just like it's a story-based game where you're where you're both working together just to see how the story goes and nothing else yeah yeah exactly and it's just try not to get the characters killed unless unless maybe one of those characters sucks and yeah. you don't care if they die <laughs> yeah exactly which has happened in some of the previous games. So far, nobody in this game has been like, oh, this person is just garbage. I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. But there's still time. We're only like a like a hour or two into like a six-ish hour game. Yeah, you'll find somebody you don't Oh, 100%. Uh, speaking of not liking, uh, what have you been thinking of Fallout 76? Because that game, that game didn't work well when it launched, but I hear it, it's gotten better. It, I mean, well, it's still buggy as fuck. Uh... Because it's Bethesda, and that's just what they do. Um, but overall, what they've added to the game, and 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 what is in the game on current right now, it's it's a it's an enjoyable game. It's a good game. It's a fun game. Um, asterisk or a little asterisk. This is based on me only ever playing with people I know in personal servers, and not with other people that I don't. Oh, I didn't realize you could do personal servers. You can and can't. You can if you pay for if you pay them monthly ten bucks. You get uh, increased storage capacity um, and the ability to um, to run your own personal server. Uh, and so the game was on sale for very cheap, like maybe under ten bucks a couple weeks ago. And so I bought it. Um, and and the day I bought it, it, it took forever to install because it's a big fucking game. Um, and so the following week I, I jumped into it and it's, it's got a very cool, uh, level up style where, um, essentially you, uh, it's not like normal Fallout games where you add to your stats and you can only increase certain stats. It's, uh, this one, you, uh, every five levels, you get a deck of cards 
that can make your your ability stronger that you have, or give you new abilities. And you put uh, a a card valuing a certain stat in each uh, in each one of the specials. So, Cobb, you don't play Fallout. The way they do no. their level ups is it's called special, and it's okay. strength, strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, SPE, uh, SPE, IC, uh, agility, and luck. Special it spells out special. Um, and so, in normal Fallout games. If you uh, are trying to increase your strength or whatever, you have to put points into strength to unlock stronger ability. But in Fallout 76, you are base level 1 with all of them. And uh, when you do level them up, you can grab, uh, based on a set of cards, one of them, or power up whatever one you have. And then when you power that one up, it's now level 2, and your number for that letter is level two as well. Um, every five levels, you get a random five different cards as well. So maybe you can get lucky and get that last level on one of your abilities without having to spend that extra point. Um, but it's just, it's a really different system because you can easily uh, re-change up what you have and then save loadouts. So I'm when I'm currently playing with Evan and Shawhead, I have my loadout that I'm running. But if I were to play by myself or tell them to go do what they want to do so I can do my own thing since they're levels and worlds apart from me because they've been playing longer, um, I can change my loadout to something different that doesn't involve the same levels that I have currently. And you can easily just change it but go back and save the loadout. It's really cool. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound bad. Especially if like you're into the, the Fallout-style gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're... Um, What's it called? The VAT system, which um, in normally in normal Fallout games, if you go to use VATs, it's it pauses the game and you can choose a body part or whatever to attack. And if you get a specific level up or a specific card, you it lets you choose body parts. But generally, it's just you can attack this body. The game still plays active, but it tells you it, it, you basically don't have to aim at that point. It just it's it's assisted aim, and it tells you how likely you are to hit it. So if you have a ninety five percent you can just pop open vats at 95% and just keep shooting until your ability points go down rather than actually having to aim and figure it out. So I run around with a bow and arrow, um, which I can generally kill things in one hit. So if I'm lucky enough, I can just pop open vats, shoot it, turn off vats, and fill up my ability before I go to attack the next thing. And I'm killing everything without even having to bother to aim down sights or anything. And it's oh, that's just, not bad. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I do want to try out... Um, uh, co-op, or not co-op, uh, uh, melee. I haven't done any melee, but I, I want to wait to get a higher level to get better melee builds, um, because I hear a lot of the melee weapons just aren't great, or aren't that well done. Um, but I do plan on doing, like, a melee strength build using the power suit armor or something. Uh, maybe not using power suit armor, because I hear using power suit armor sucks. Uh, but the things that, like, does blow is you have very limited storage space for all your junk and everything like that when you're base building or trying to upgrade your equipment. Um, and to get more storage space, you need to pay them. There's no other way. You need to pay them $10 a month. And it gives you a plethora, a, a bunch of other storage space. But that can also run out. And once that runs out, you have no storage space. Um, and so you then have to go through and like figure out what you can sell, what you can get rid of, what materials you're not using anymore. Um, I just hope I never get to that point. 
I hope I never get to the point where I feel like I have to pay for pay to play the game. Uh, yeah. If if the two people I'm playing the game with end up not paying to play anymore, then I'll probably try playing the game on on other servers first. And if it's unplayable at that point, or if it's shitty, or I just don't like playing with randos, I'm, I I you know what? I got the game for ten bucks, and I've put twenty hours into it, or something like that. I've got my money's worth. Like, yeah, honestly, at that point, like. 10 bucks and 20-ish hours, like, that's that sounds good. I mean, we both just spent, and this is not a shot against Metroid, we both just spent 60 on Metroid, yeah. put about 10 to 15 in a piece. Yeah. Um, And, like, I'm completely content with that. Like, I think that was money well spent. Yeah, so I, I'm at, I just checked my Steam library, I'm at 15, 15 hours. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with how much I spent on that game. And, and how many hours I put into it. I, it's, I spent at least, I, I think it's like 15 to $17 or something like that. Maybe it's 10 to 17 Can't remember exactly. Um, and I can't remember how to get back to through, uh, when I purchased it to see how much it was on Steam. But like, if I, if I put $15 into it, 15 hours into it and I paid $17, yeah, that's, that's enough money. That's good. I, I'm yeah. good. But they're, they're actually, actively playing it right now and we generally play on friday nights and they'll like help me get through the quests i can get through because uh evan is like level 120 and shawhead is like level 80 and i'll be level 20 but for thing for for enemies they're scaled to everyone's level so when i'm fighting an enemy it's at level 20 so it boosts my damage up when they're fighting enemies they're at level it's for Evan. It's a hundred. It's it's a level hundred and twenty enemy. So it lowers his damage dealing that he does. So it actually balances out everyone's level who's encountering these creatures. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then just the whole map in general uh, is 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 really cool. Uh, I have not seen like usually Fallout does just this shitty uh, grid map on your Pip Boy um, or like DOS kind of built map on your Pip Boy, but this time it's like. It's more of like a a map that you would see as a um what's the word? Uh You are very popular tonight. Yeah. Uh group text about talking to the nieces on their tablets. Um what is it? Like like a tourist map of the region. Um and it just looks really cool. Uh but I will say that they missed a mark. On this map there's occasionally like a giant alligator or like a big butterfly or this or that. Just like just to be, because it's a touristy map type of thing, uh, they they really dropped the ball in not putting a giant, like, frickin' moth to fight right under where this giant moth is. Or, like, a giant fucking bunny or something like that, where a giant bunny would be on the map. They dropped that ball. But besides that, I, I it's it's enjoyable. It, it does have its moments glitchiness-wise. Um, and it's, I would personally, after 15 hours, I would say if, uh, if you got a group of people that enjoy playing this game and you all want to play together and you're all willing to spend the extra money to have your own personal servers, go for it. Um, but if you're not willing to get your own personal server, uh, and you don't want to play with random people, then definitely this game's not worth it. Um, but I, like I said, I got it on a really good sale. It's also available on games pass. Um, so if you get games pass right now, you can pay $30 for the next three months to play the game on your own personal server. If if you want to do that for only a dollar plus thirty bucks, so for thirty one dollars, <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, you don't even have to include that dollar 
because you're going to be using Games Pass for other things like Forza and and Halo and Man, don't the tell Gears me what I'm going to use it for and and uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisp and all the other games like that one dollar you don't include it. It's, it's, you're playing this game for thirty bucks when it's a I believe it's like a sixty dollar game right now. I think it's actually a lot cheaper than that. We'll see. One second. Um, it is a forty dollar game. Uh, okay. Sixty that- if you get the uh, new DLC. Okay, I actually Dawn. thought it was less than that still. Which but... I thought I had, I thought I had the Steel Dawn. Oh, it's the Steel Dawn Deluxe version. So I guess you get other stuff. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 an enjoyable game. I'm not going to say it's the best game ever, but it's it is. It's not the steaming pile of shit that it launched as. Yeah, they they made huge strides towards something. Um, and there's there's now NPCs. There's apparently there like I was always told there were no quests. In the there, original. When it launched, there weren't any. No, there weren't no PCs. There were quests, but you would have to find them, and they'd they'd be like, uh, like a, a you'd find a thing, and it would guide you to the next area, or you'd. Uh, oh, is that how they did it? Yeah, or you would find like a, a um. I guess they didn't count this as an NPC, but you would find like a computer, a talking sentient like AI computer, and that would give you a quest line and stuff like. That. But now, uh, yeah. See, I didn't think they had any quests at all. I thought yeah. it was just kind of foraging and looking for things to do. No, they, there were actual quests. It's just uh, now there is uh, more quests and, and quest givers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went this past weekend and saw My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. Nice. Uh, sure. <laughs> I I take it it wasn't as good as the other two movies. No, no, it really wasn't. It honestly, like, it felt too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, it kind of just, it was boring in the middle. Okay. Like, there's kind of like a like an impromptu road trip with Deku and the character introduced for the movie, and like, it's fine for like character development, but it's one of those. It's not really character development because none of this stuff counts towards Deku in the 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 actual show or manga, and the other character is only in the movie. Um, I, I think that overall, the first movie was better overall. Um, I think the second movie had a better, like, climax. Like, the, do you mind if I spoil these a little bit? Since you'll probably never actually get around to watching them. No, I don't mind at all. It's, it's, at this point, it's my fault for not watching. So at the end of the first movie, um, Deku and All Might fight together. Mm -hmm. And that's really fucking cool. Because they never did that in the show. Like, they both, they both do a smash on, on the, the final enemy. Um. Because that movie happens before All Might completely loses his power. Um, and then the end of the second movie, um, Bakugo gets um, one for all. Yeah. So the the ending fight is both of them using using one for all. Yeah. Which is also very cool. And then they very quickly write it off as the power didn't actually fully transfer. Because it was basically like Deku... The, the the villain they were fighting at the end was like a knockoff all for one. Like he had the ability to steal powers, but not in the same way. Yeah. And they just couldn't beat him. And Deku basically realized that like Bakugo with his power plus the the bump up he would get from his power would actually make him strong enough to probably beat him. Yeah. And he would also keep the power long enough to probably like help. Yeah. Um, and that movie also just had more, both of the movies had better sequences with the other characters, where, like, the other characters were doing things. This movie, 
the only three characters that matter are Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. Like everybody else. So the 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 basic plot for this movie is there's a terror, terrorist organization that hates quirks. Um, they think that they are going to cause the collapse of society. And so before the the plot really gets going, they release like a bomb that releases a gas that sends quirks out of control. And if you have a quirk in the area, you lose control of your quirk. You kind of like mutate and a lot of people were just dying. Like it seems like at a certain point you just die. If your quirk doesn't cause a ma- mass casualties, um, you might just die from your quirk going haywire. Yeah. Um, and then the, the movie kind of picks up where that happened. And then this group basically says, oh yeah, we have planted these bombs all over the world. Um, fucking good luck. Yeah. So a bunch of, so basically all the students, because they all have their provisional licenses and are all part of work studies are working on teams with their like, uh, work study hero abroad in a lot of cases. So like, because Endeavor is the number one hero in Japan, he is on a team with a bunch of other heroes going towards like the headquarters of this, this place. So Deku Bakugo and Todoroki are with him. Everyone else, like like uh, Fat Gum and uh, Kirishima, are in Tokyo still, and some of the other characters are still in in Japan. Some of the other ones are in like um, I want to say they're in Egypt. They they might not actually be there, but they have the Egyptian one, like an Egyptian number one hero who is the coolest fucking hero. He's a piece of paper. Really? Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to try and find an image of him for you. So he he's completely flat, like a piece of paper. Um, and he's just great. Like he's so goofy, and he he only has like maybe thirty seconds of screen time, but he was fantastic. He he is my favorite hero now. Well, I just Salam. Uh, yeah, he's he's a piece of paper. Yeah, he had a very brief um like one page. So he and he is legitimately like in in canon too. He had a very very brief like one page little um image in one of the recent manga chapters as the. The rest of the world is talking about whether or not they can afford to send heroes to help Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the heroes that wanted to go help. Okay. Or it's at least alluded to he is one of the heroes that wanted to go help before um, the number one hero from the U.S. just fucking goes because she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, it wasn't a... The movie wasn't bad. Like, it had it had some cool moments. It had some cool fights. Um, it was just... Like the end, like the the three characters didn't even fight together at the end. Like it was one of those very cliche. They get to the base and a bunch of guys come out. So Baku goes like, "All right, I'll beat all these guys," and then Todoroki and Deku go, and then they're in there and another guy shows up, and so Todoroki stays behind to take care of that guy. Yeah, and so then Deku has to go ahead by himself and fight like the final boss. Like, yeah, and it's it, it, when when you see that you're like, didn't we just do this with overhaul? Like yeah, exactly. And, like it's it's that it's anime. Like that is yeah. all shown in anime, and, and that's that is that is an unfortunate thing because uh, the creator of my hero he hates those tropes. He hates anime tropes. Like that's one of the reasons why uh, Minata is like. Although he is the pervy character, he's also very fucking smart. Um, because it's like okay, yeah, we'll have that tropey uh, uh, pervy character. I thought but, he was actually dumb. Like, doesn't he fail all of his tests? No, he's he's actually he was he was one of the uh, like number one heroes, or not hero, but like one of the higher ones in the class. Oh, see, I thought he I thought he was also dumb, but he always gets he immediately gets put in his place by everybody else. 
like like when he does something shitty he like it never actually stands like somebody fucking knocks him back into place you might be right though too like i might have just misremembered that uh let's see uh cbr i don't know this isn't this is not the ranking from the anime uh i'm trying to find when they did the midterms midterm ranking Eh, it's not that important we can always look look it up later yeah, but well, you can keep talking. I'll keep, I'll be looking. But yeah, like your your point stands that like this show did do a good job early on of having the tropes, but not leaning into them too too hard. Like even the so they did the the sports arc um, rather than having it be just one big tournament. They had a bunch of other stuff leading up to the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's like every anime needs a tournament. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then rather than rehashing the tournament for any of the other like exams and stuff they have to do. All that stuff is always different. Yeah, which is which is nice. But yeah, the movie just uh, the movie felt a little too paint by numbers, and it was a little too convenient that they always had a reason why those three were were together, and why none of the other actual pro heroes could come help them. Mm-hmm. So like at one point they get a message to everybody that they know where the control is to turn off all the bombs, and the pro heroes are like, okay, well we should go too to help them. And Endeavor's just like, no, we can't. We have to. We have to go get all these bombs in case they fail. Totally yeah. valid. But also, it's like, dude, like they're three sixteen-year-olds. Like, yeah. may- maybe you should leave your crew there and go fucking help them. You're yeah. the fucking number one hero of your country. Yeah, these are fucking kids. Like that, and that's that's something that they kind of alluded to a little bit at the end of the last um, arc, but never really played into. Uh, well, not the last arc, but the uh, uh, rescue area arc was that uh friggin uh, what's her name uh 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 gravity she has like fucking ptsd yeah and i think so does um uh the the, the uh, uh uh red riot like they're kind of they kind of got fucked up mentally after oh, all yeah. that like they're fucking kids and they're dealing with this shit like it's 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 nuts that like they were able to go through all that so I'm not going to give you any any actual spoilers, but next season and the season after that, mm-hmm. um, they go fucking dark, like dark in a way that like you're not going to expect from this show. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see like to see the animation and acting on, in how that actually affects these characters because it's one thing to just see it in black and white panels on a page, but yeah. it's different to actually like hear like the voice actors putting like the emotion into it and everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the movie was it, it was at least entertaining. I don't know that I would have had I known it was going to kind of be more on the meh side of like the anime movies. I don't know that I would have cared to actually go to the theater to see it. Yeah, probably would have just waited and like rented it on Amazon or something. Yeah, but like it wasn't bad, and like the characters are still fun to watch. I just they they made too many cliche paint by numbers decisions with it that like you just kind of knew. It was way too easy to to know what was going to happen, and because it drug in the middle, it just felt like it took too long to get there. Yeah, makes sense. And, like, the big battles at the end, not all that great. And, a spoiler for the end of this fucking movie, they ruin what could have been a very cool fucking moment. Um, they, a, a bunch of them. So, like, Bakugo got a cool fight, but also, like, not great. Um, Todoroki didn't really get a fight. Like, he got to do a cool-ish thing. But otherwise, he just kind of got beat up. Um, and then Deku actually had a kind of a cool fight. Completely undoes everything from the show where, like, 
his body gets destroyed if he if he uses like too much of his power. Yeah, because he definitely used a lot more of um of one for all than he normally does. Yeah. Um, but at one point he he's about to kind of like do like a like a final final blow, and he starts to do United States of Smash, which cool like like that's a cool moment like you're using the power at what is probably close to a hundred percent for the first time on your own like without a little girl like amping you up um and it's like a big moment um but then they ruin the line by having him at change it to the United States of World. I feel like that's a freaking like a a, a um a dub thing. A dub thing or a a mistranslation or something. It like, maybe it was, but like it still ruined it in the dub because it was just it it sounds stupid. United States of World Smash. Like uh, of United, World States of Smash. Smash? United States of World Smash. Instead of just United States of Smash. Yeah, that's um that's bad. <laughs> like Yeah. Like that happened and I'm just like that's like it actually took the fight was actually kinda cool for a minute. And then that just pulled me right the fuck out of it. Yeah. Um, it did have the, the movie character, um, was actually kind of cool though. His quirk was super lame, but in like a very like endearing way. Once you find out what his quirk actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, maybe I don't even know if it's still in theaters, but, um, maybe wait until like it's rentable on Amazon or something like that. Definitely. Yeah. And like, usually like anime movies are usually fun to see in the theaters because the, it's one of the few times where you go to a theater and it's full of people that are actually excited to see the movie mm-hmm. instead of just a bunch of people being douchebags talking and playing on their phones during it. Yeah. Um, and this one, like it's, yeah, it was just missing something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so Manasa is number nine at midterm rankings out of how many? 20. Okay. So he, I, I mean, and he like, is... he's, he's, he's like under, it's like Yaya Rosa, Ida, Bakugo, Midoriya, Todoroki, Sue, uh, Jiro, uh, Ojiro, and then Minata. Okay, so like, yeah, he's actually not, he, he is better than I thought. Yeah, it's like, he's smarter than, than Uraraka, um, which is like, I mean, she's, she's one of the lead characters, and she's yeah. smart, but he's smarter than her, so, yeah. Or at least book smarter. Book smarter, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he also passed his final exam, so, um, he's... See, smarter than her and better than her in both ways. No, that was the midterm exam. They haven't had finals yet. Uh, in in uh, it's it's final exams or were or at least this is how the wiki has it listed, which might be how the United the American translational is like final exams written and practicals were uh the written uh yeah final exams uh were before they went on vacation. What were the final like? Were the final exams were the ones where like they fought the teachers? Yeah, that was like midterms. Um, like they're still first years. I, this is how the wiki has it listed. Maybe, maybe it's different. Ma- maybe, maybe they did maybe, call it final maybe. exams, but like in my head, final exams are a thing you do at the end of your of the like the school year. Like that was like mid year because you figure. I it, mean, they, it, they started I, school in April, and then this last season, what was this season five, ended just after Christmas. Yeah, which means they're going into second year soon. Yeah, that, or, or should so, be in second year by the beginning so the, of next season. No, the next next season is going to pick up right from where this one is. Still first year. Um, the season after that, based on the like, assuming that that it follows the trend of the manga, that will be where second year happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, this is just what the wiki lists. So I don't like it. Um, first term final that, exam is mandatory exam taken by you. I, I, I maybe maybe they call it the final exam because it's like 
first term and second term because it's between breaks. I guess maybe. maybe I mean, that's that, how that, they did it. Yeah, that is possible. And yeah, I do remember that one because um, it was it was Mineta and Saro versus um, Midnight. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He he passed, but like I think they even pointed out like you passed on. Oh no, it was for um uh uh um Saro who they like you they were like oh yeah you passed on. No, it was actually to Uraka. It was like, yeah, you passed on technicality because you got, uh, you got nervous. Yeah, because who was she teamed up with? I don't remember. She was teamed up with Belly Button Man, uh, and they were fighting thirteen. Right, that's right. Yeah, because um, Sero got knocked out with Mineta, and Mineta managed to actually get to the gate. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than my hero. I mentioned this briefly last week when we talked about Saga, but I read this comic, um, Something is Killing the Children, and it's fantastic. It is just such a good book. Yeah. Um, since you still have um, Comicsology for another week or two, I, I assume, um, you, should, you should check this out. I, I think you might actually enjoy it. Um, it's only 20 issues right now, the first 15 of which are free on Comicsology. Okay. Um, and you can actually do it either individual issues or you can read the first two trades and then the last five issues. So it's like the trades will get you up to issue 10 and then you can read issues one, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, but it's basically monster. I think I, I forget if I actually said any of this last week. It's monsters exist. People mm-hmm. don't know they exist, though. Uh, but children can see them. It's, it's like one of those situations where like. Because children inherently still believe in that stuff, they can see these things. Yeah. Um, and there's this order, the Order of St. George, if I remember correctly, is what it's called, that they're basically monster hunters. They do something to themselves at, um, before they turn 18 so that they can continue to see the monster. Um, but they're they're basically trained from chi- as children um, to fight these monsters. And the main character, um, her name is Erica Slaughter, which is just a great fucking name. Um, and she goes to this little town in like the Midwest where just a ton of children have gone missing or have been found dead. And no one knows what's going on because it's monsters that nobody can see. Uh, but there's one boy who actually survived all of his friends being murdered in front of him. Yeah. So like they know that these other four kids are a hundred percent dead, but there's like 20 other kids just missing that they're just assume are dead. And it's basically her showing up in this town and trying to trying to stop the monsters while kind of everybody in charge of the town is just getting in her way. And then her order is also getting in her way because you find out and like minor spoilers, but you find out that the order is not just meant to stop the monsters. They're also meant to stop the spread of the information of the monsters getting out so that people don't learn that they really do exist. Um, If, if it gets too widespread in a town, they will silence the whole town, meaning like kill them. Yeah. So, like, she was basically expected to kill the two children that survive, and then also kill any adults who might have known what had happened, um, so that nobody can tell the tale that monsters really exist, and that they should just assume that these children were just murdered by a bear or something like that in the woods. And it's just, it's really fucking dark, but really, really good. Um, I cannot remember the artist off the top of my head, but it's um written by James Tynan IV, who... He right now he's writing Batman. He's written Detective Comics. Um, he's done a bunch of other creator owned stuff that's been really good. Like the dude just writes really good stuff. Um, and they actually so this book came out. It started coming out last fall, so like fall twenty twenty. It has already been picked up by Netflix to get turned into a series. 
which is cool. Um, and right now the the main book, Something is Killing the Children, I believe is on like a like a short break. And they're actually doing a book called The House of Slaughter, which is explaining kind of more of the backstory of like the organization. Um, okay. Because you, you find out in the last few issues of Something is Killing the Children, kind of how Erica got to become part of it. And you find out that like the house, that like the part of the organization she belongs to is the House of Slaughter. So everybody there adopts the last name of slaughter and they're basically broken into like different groups where um they all wear masks with teeth on them and depending on the color of your mask mask kind of signifies what role you play um a black mask is which is what erica is is a solo hunter they're basically the ones just sent out to go hunt monsters by themselves um white masks are are pack hunters so they're sent in groups to like both silence towns and groups of monsters. And there's some other colors mixed in there as well that do different stuff. Um, but there's just houses all over the world that are part of this order. So it's like yeah. got this really cool big, it almost reminds me of like the assassin mythology that they built up in John Wick movie. Where like in the first movie, you just get like a little snippet of it with like the coins and the hotel and everything like that. And that's really how the first 15 issues of the book plays out. And then like, in the second and third John Wick, you're getting more more into the actual hierarchy and this underworld of um, hitmen, basically. Yeah. And in this one, from issue 15 on to this other series, you're getting more of like the history of this order and kind of like the people that are involved with it. And yeah, it's just super cool. And I read all 20 issues, excuse me, in like a week-ish while also reading everything else, like, it was just, I couldn't stop reading these books. Like, I just kept reading them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. Like, a neat, neat kind of, like, uh, uh, like, like, bleach-type premise. And I, I, I like that idea. It's, it's a really Actually, cool yeah, idea. That's a, that's a good, a good analogy. Like, what, because they are, like, these monsters, um, they do also have a connection to the humans in a weird way. Um, and they do some other stuff with the monsters that, it does have, like, there are a lot of parallels you could draw to like a bleach. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good it's a good parallel. Good job. Thanks. I have them yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while. Uh, now, so here's where we're at. We're a little over an hour and a half. Yeah. Um do you want to talk about the forest for a few minutes or do you nah, want to wrap up? Not really. I don't I don't really okay. have anything much to say. I beat it um which it was the second time I seen the ending but the first time I actually beat it myself. Um it's a good game. It's enjoyable, but like I just want the forest too to come. That's fair. Well, I guess in that case, that is probably going to do it for this week. Um, do you want to give everyone a quick reminder for the book club? Oh yeah, uh, we are watching the movie Alive or hashtag Alive. It's on Netflix, Korean uh, zombie film, as well as hopefully all three of us have the chance to watch Alone. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, make sure it's the one with Donald Sutherland, because there are two alones that both came out in 2020, uh, and I believe they are both available on Amazon Prime. And both of those, um, Alive and Alone, will be linked in the show notes. Yes, uh, they are, uh, both zombie films, they are based off the same script, uh, and I believe when they wrote, when they created Alone, they used, uh, the same director from Alive as, like, assistants, or, I can't remember like co-director okay. or something like that. I can't remember. I had all the information up last week. So whatever I said about it last week, it's the same <laughs> this week. All right, cool. Well, yeah, and that, that'll be, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. In the meantime, if you would like to find more of our content, 
you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us here with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help us a whole lot. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestvideo or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with some more stuff to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you.